This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Coming off a very emotional show last week, I can tell you that watching the festivities, the ceremonies yesterday in Normandy made me appreciate even more those great veterans, those great and brave young boys that launched Operation Overlord and Operation Neptune. And while sitting at a mall yesterday, I grabbed a quick lunch. I was rather busy yesterday preparing for today's show. I looked around and I said, Geez, I wonder how many of these people sitting here, and there were three, four, five hundred. I wonder how many of them even realize the importance of the day. Probably not many. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center from Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A. And, of course, we welcome you to join us. 877-DAVE-007-877. 328-3007. Email address cigardave at cigardave.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. And uh, Facebook is Cigar Dave. Yesterday, we, I watched, I'm sure many of you watched, the ceremonies taking place to mark the 70th anniversary of D-Day, the invasion at Normandy on the French coast. And my thoughts, first of all, leading up to the week, is that there was some great coverage along the way. And I do have to say, I have to single out NBC and MSNBC. Those of you that know me, I've called on many occasions MSNBC, BSNBC. Most of their coverage overall is usually very slanted and very horrible. But I will tell you that watching yesterday, I have to give credit where credit is due. I thought NBC, having Brian Williams as the only anchor person in Normandy, I thought they did an outstanding job. They utilized the experience and the resources of Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw did some great interviews from the World War II Museum. I believe as well, if I'm not mistaken, that he was in Normandy uh, also. But they did a great job, and they had Mike Barnacle uh, in their morning show on Morning Joe over there, really did an outstanding job, really relaying the significance, the historic significance of the day, talking to many veterans. And I will tell you that I was absolutely flabbergasted at how poor the coverage on Fox News and CNN was. Their Fox News show, Fox and Friends, barely even mentioned it. Same thing with CNN. And watching throughout the day, They were absolutely beaten in every way, shape, or form by NBC 
and MSNBC. So that's the first impression, and I thought it was only fair that I mentioned that. Now, Tom Brokaw did do an interview with Thomas Blakey. We had Thomas on our show last week. We replayed an interview we we did with him five years ago. Thomas Blakey is now 93 years of age. He made the trip all the way over to Normandy. Very important trip. But Tom Brokaw did a very interesting uh, interview, and he was also quoted... Thomas Blakey was quoted in the Wall Street Journal. And it says in this Wall Street Journal article, last of surviving D-Day veterans battle time to bear witness. For many who have provided living testimony to Invasion's legacy, Friday's D-Day milestone is likely to be last. Thomas Blakey, it says, a then 23-year-old from Houston, Texas, parachuted behind enemy lines, landing in the early morning dark on a mission to capture and hold La Faire Bridge. Quote, he said, I was expecting to be up to my elbows and armpits and Germans trying to kill me, recalled Mr. Blakey. But there's nobody there. They landed about six miles away from their intended target. But soon, sure enough and soon enough, they ended up finding some hostile enemy Germans, which they promptly took care of. In the USA Today, they also quote Thomas Blakey, talking about he's a small-town kid from Texas. That he was in a cemetery at 1 a.m. at St. Marcoux, France, while 156,000 soldiers were in the Atlantic Ocean preparing to storm the beaches of Normandy. He was a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division. And it says he still remembers the day vividly, and he spoke with NBC's Tom Brokaw from the National World War II Museum in New Orleans, where he volunteers, and he spoke again with him at the Normandy American Cemetery in France. And he said... Thomas Blakey said, I don't want to be a hero for anybody. The fallen soldiers, they are the heroes. They're the ones that did it. That gave the best they could. And I disagreed with him. I I said, no, you are a hero. And he vehemently disagreed and said, no, those are the ones. They laid their lives down. They are the true heroes. And I said, I will respectfully disagree because you too were in the line of enemy fire. And you could have ended up there as well. Everybody that participated, certainly on that day, was a true American hero. And I know sometimes people throw that term out, but I don't think we can underestimate that term for any of our great World War II veterans. I did find it very amusing. There's a great story that I wanted to share with you, and I think that the spirit of the World War II veterans who took part in Operation Overlord, Operation Neptune, the D-Day invasions, their spirit today... 70 years later, is just as great today as it was back when they stormed the beaches and climbed the cliffs. And this comes to us from the European Theater of Operations in the UK, Mick the Brit's uh, home territory, or home territory, as he would say, from Hove, England. Bernard Jordan, 89 years old, a British World War II veteran, lives in the Pines, a nursing home in Hove, England. On Thursday morning, he left the nursing home and did not return. Didn't return that night, didn't return the next day, and clearly officials in the nursing home were very concerned. He was reported missing from his nursing home. Well, he turned up. Bernard Jordan, World War II veteran from the uh, British forces, turned up on the beach in Normandy, wearing his medals during the 70th anniversary D-Day 
commemoration. Dressed in a gray raincoat with a jacket underneath that had his medals pinned to it, Jordan took a bus to France to be there for the anniversary of the largest amphibious assault in history. At 10.30 p.m., first of all, the nursing home reported this great World War II vet, Mr. Jordan, missing at 7.15 p.m. on Thursday. They result, resulted in a search of the area, local hospitals. At 10.30 p.m., the home received a call from a younger veteran saying he met Jordan on the bus and that he was accompanying him to Normandy. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. I love that spirit. So he said, 70 years ago, I'm going to storm the beach today. In 2014, 70 years later, nothing will keep me from storming and returning to that beach where it all happened, proudly wearing his medals. And I think it is appropriate that we recognize British World War II veteran Bernard Jordan, as well as all of the American and Allied expeditionary forces that took part, not just in the D-Day invasions, but all of World War II. I thought it was fantastic. Now, very quickly here, and I'm going to get to Obama's speech a little bit later on and contrast that with President Reagan's speech, but a D-Day veteran was invited to meet President Obama. Very interesting story here. George Ciampa, a spry and vibrant 89-year-old vet, He landed in Normandy as a soldier assigned to the 84th Graves Registration Unit. Well, he received a call from the White House who said they knew he'd be in France during D-Day and they asked him if he would attend a private meeting the White House was arranging for veterans with President Obama. Well, Mr. Ciampa thought about it for a while and concluded that he wasn't interested. Quote, I have so many issues with the president's policies, including the most recent ones, I just couldn't convince myself to do it. And he is not alone. There are many other D-Day vets who believe that his prisoner swap went against everything that these D-Day troops fought for. Now, I'm sure that there are some people that will criticize Mr. Siampa saying, well, you still must respect the office. Well, to me, it's not only the office, but the occupant of the office must earn our respect. Whether he's Democrat or he's a Republican or he's an independent, it makes no difference. Just because an American citizen, that is all the president is, he is an American citizen who is elected by the people to occupy that office for a short time, four or eight years, not permanently, That in and of itself does not mean that that person is worthy of the respect because all of a sudden he wins an election. Respect is earned, whether it is in sports, whether it is in business, whether it is in your chosen profession, whether it's in government or politics or in the military. Respect is not given. Respect is earned. Clearly. Mr. Siampa, a World War II veteran, veteran at Normandy, said, I don't believe he has earned my respect. And so I give the man credit. Instead of falsely going and trying to make nice, he said, look, I'm not going to be disrespectful to the man in person. I'm just not going to attend. Some some players that uh, were invited to the White House from the NFL and basketball teams and the NBA, they didn't choose to go either. And I give them credit as well. And if I was invited, I would not either. 
again, it is not just respecting the office, but respecting the person in the office. And I don't care if they're a Democrat or a Republican. They have to earn that respect. And there are going to be people that will say, well, General, I guarantee if he's a Republican, you'll immediately get your respect. Wrong. Incorrect. I was critical of President George W. Bush on many occasions, said so on this show. Any president must earn our respect. So just a couple of little tidbits that I wanted to share from yesterday's D-Day celebration. And I want to say thank you to many of you lieutenants, listeners that emailed me, that sent us uh, messages via Twitter. I received a plethora of emails, including some emails from uh, colleagues, uh, broadcast colleagues, broadcasters, as well as uh, some of our affiliates, uh, thanking me for the show and uh, and complimenting me for the show. And as I said to all of them, I did the show for one reason, because not for compliments, not for accolades, but because I believe it was the right thing to do to spend two hours to honor those great people that 70 years ago laid everything on the line. They were literally staring at death in the face as they were storming those beaches. And for me to not recognize them would be unpatriotic and un-American. So I want to thank all of you for those great comments. I had many people that said that they were they caught it earlier in the week. They caught it on the on the archive or on the podcast. And many of them said that they were going to listen again yesterday, that it would just bring that much more significance. And as I said earlier, yesterday I, I was running very tight on time. I wanted to grab a very quick lunch. I didn't have time to sit down and have executive five-star dining maneuvers. So I grabbed something very quickly in the mall, and I looked around. I just kind of stopped, and I just wondered how many of these people that were there, whether they were young adults, 15, 16, 17, 18, adults in their 20s, 30s, 40s, how many, 50s, how many of them actually realized what yesterday was, what it commemorated? And sadly, I think the number is far too low. We don't teach World War II history the way we should. We don't teach American history the way we should. We should teach an entire year, a complete year on World War II history. We should have an entire month just on Normandy and the importance and what that meant to the the war effort, to stemming the tide. But we don't. We're failing our nation's youth. The educators who know better are failing themselves, and most importantly, they're failing the history and legacy of these great World War II veterans. And when you sum it all up, they're failing America, and that is unacceptable. And I'll tell you when we come back about another day that took place yesterday that I believe was so disrespectful and over the top that I was apoplectic. We will share that as we continue. Bottom of the hour, we'll conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony. We are T-minus seven days away and counting from the 2014 Charlotte Live broadcast pleasure invasion. We will be front and center from the Ballantine Hotel next Saturday. Doors open 11. Broadcast begins at noon for alpha male conversational and camaraderie maneuvers. We'll be enjoying some cool libations, delicious delicacies. We've got uh, Colonel Ange. 
Captain Paul, Mick the Brit, Lieutenant Gary Exo, Tim, Captain Cy, the entire crew, front and center. Unfortunately, voice talent Ed will be unable to attend, but he's got a good excuse. We gave him a special dispensation. His daughter is graduating from high school. However, he will. we're going to have an unoccupied announcer chair at his announcer position because there's only one person that can fill it. Voice talent Ed. So in his honor, we will have that. But we will have some uh, some great times next week as we launch the brand new Banker by H. Upman. All the details at CigarDave.com. Lieutenants, I am America's alpha male-in-chief. And I should also say, more importantly, a patriotic American-in-chief. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show. Check out videos of the general. And sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. This is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life. Cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks. Cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Hard to believe we are just seven days away from the 2014 Charlotte Live broadcast Pleasure Invasion in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. We will be front and center from the five-star Ballantine Hotel on Saturday, June 14th, as we launch the brand new Banker by H. Upman. It will be an afternoon of alpha male conversational camaraderie with great cigars, cool libations, delicious delicacies. The doors open at 11 a.m. The broadcast begins at 12. We will be overlooking the golf course right at the Ballantine. We welcome you to join us. There are special rates available. All the details are at CigarDave.com. Hard to believe, lieutenants, the 16th consecutive year will be coming to you live from Charlotte, North Carolina. It is next Saturday, June June 14th, Ballantine Hotel. Doors open 11. Broadcast begins at noon. All the details at CigarDave.com. True excellence endures even as taste and fashions change. In the world of luxury cigars, the bold new H. Upman Legacy embodies this legendary brand's true excellence in a stylish contemporary cigar. To smoke an H. Upman Legacy is to experience a modern legacy. A modern legacy that begins with select leaves from the excellent 2008 vintage. Leaves cultivated from seeds prized by growers for generations. A dark mountain-grown Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper highlights the robust blend. Flawless craftsmanship and H. Upman Hallmark is evident in Legacy. Created by the loving hands of dedicated artisans, Legacy is a vibrant, complex, fuller-bodied smoke favored by today's connoisseur. Experience a modern Legacy, H. Upman Legacy, true excellence in a cigar crafted for today. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Pero, 
mañana yo voy, pero mañana me voy, pero mañana yo voy, pero mañana me voy, pero mañana yo voy, pero mañana me voy, pero mañana yo voy, pero mañana yo voy. From pleasure, command and control, it's the General Cigar Dave. Yesterday was D-Day. The D in D does not stand for donut. Yesterday was National Donut Day. It falls on the first Friday of June every year. Now I can tell you, I didn't have National Donut Day marked in my calendar. I didn't even know National Donut Day existed. Until yesterday, I start seeing ads for get a free donut here, get a free donut there for National Donut Day. And I receive a tweet from one of our lieutenants, Lieutenant Chris. I have to apologize. Between the break, I was having a little sip of my freshly brewed coffee that Ms. Kate gave me, and I swallowed it the wrong way. That was not good. However, from Lieutenant Chris, and he says, I am highly offended that and he names there's a name of a company in his area, uh, some uh, uh, you know like a uh, a Seven Eleven, a Wawa, Circle K sheets promoting National Donut Day. And I replied, the D and D Day doesn't mean donut. So I decided after researching what the hell National Donut Day is, that it was so disrespectful for them to be touting National Donut Day on one of the most important days in this country's history. So I tweeted back saying, sent out a tweet saying, when the first Friday of June falls on D-Day anniversary, companies behind National Donuts say should have the sense to move it. Hashtag disrespectful. I followed up with a tweet saying to show the displeasure with National Donut Day being touted on D-Day, all Americans should make the entire month of June National Boycott Donuts Month. Whoever's behind, whatever company's behind National Donut Day are too stupid to understand the importance of yesterday. They could have easily made the decision to move it to the following Friday. One time, make an exception, but they didn't. Outrageous. National Donut Day. Who gives a damn? The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a vertical tasting of the Perdomo Reserve Champagne Series, including the 10th anniversary, Champagne Noir Maduro, and Champagne Sun Grown. Not a member? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I am pulling out a new cigar made by A.J. Fernandez in their San Lotano line. Now, the San Lotano has been around for a few years. Excellent line of cigars. In fact, it was our Officers Club selection Last July, we had uh, a vertical tasting of the San Lotano, Connecticut, the San Lotano, Habano, and the San Lotano, Maduro. Interesting story. A.J. Fernandez started with one roller down Nicaragua. One roller. Of, he's of Cuban. Uh, A.J.'s of Cuban descent from Cuba. Lives in Nicaragua. Started small. One roller. Then two rollers. Then five rollers, then ten rollers. Now they have, I think, a total of 250 or 300 rollers. Their factory is absolutely sprawling and humongous, over a thousand employees, and they make fantastic cigars. Their Pinot Lero that they launched a couple of years ago is very nice. And then last year at the Cigar Retailers Convention, they launched their Miambi, M A Y I M B E, Miambi. Nice stick. Beautiful Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper. Nice flavor. But just recently, A.J. Fernandez launched a brand new San Lotano Bull. And I will use the little quip here. A.J. definitely took the bull by the horns. And let me give you a background on how he came up with this cigar. And the... The impetus for him creating this cigar. 
He was searching for some new tobacco fields in Nicaragua. It's going around in multiple, multiple fields. They they go to one tobacco or one farm. wasn't a tobacco farm. They go to one farm. They're overlooking the the area, and in the distance, he starts walking and he sees something, and it's this big giant bull. And he said that when he was looking at that bull, he was impressed. He was almost awestruck because this bull was just standing there. It had confidence. Bull didn't have to say or do anything. Just standing there, the bull exuded confidence. He said, that bull just captivated me. I looked at that bull and I said, that's strong. It's got this somewhat noble presence. It doesn't have to say a word, but it exudes this strength. And I got to thinking, why not create a cigar and call it the San Latano Bull and try to create a cigar that would be emblematic of that big, giant bull that he saw in the tobacco field. And he said he wanted to do something that was going to be full-flavored, that was going to be rich, that was confident, that was going to have just a supremely unique aura to it. So he created the San Latano Bull. Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And I'm looking at this uh, right now. I've got uh, their Square Press Toro. It's a beauty. It is a beautiful looking wrapper. Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Just a lot of flavor. Nicaraguan long fillers. Little bit of uh, Lajero. There's definitely some, a lot of Seco, definitely some Lajero. Just, just a nice balance. And I tried this for the first time early this week. And I said, I'm going to smoke this for two reasons. One, I just love this cigar. And number two, we've got a big announcement that I'm going to make in just a few minutes that involves A.J. Fernandez cigars. So it comes. Uh, this particular, the Bull, comes in three sizes. A Robusto, a 6x54 Toro, and a torpedo. And I have the square press Toro in my hand. And the suggested retail, about in the eight and a half, nine dollar category. It comes in a beautiful cedar sleeve. It's got a black ribbon on the bottom. And as you'll see from the picture we tweeted out on Facebook that we'll put at cigardave.com, it's got the the image of a bull, the outline of a bull right on that cedar sleeve. It is a magnificent cigar, the San Lotano, the bull. I will be enjoying that today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I have myself sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine cutter ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Cigar Dave signature lock and load from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories ready to go. Five jet flames. We inject a little bit of a uh, orange glow to it so that you can see it outside. It is fully stocked, ready to go. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, here comes the cut on my San Lotano the Bull by A.J. Fernandez. And when you think about it, that's a great story. Started off with one roller. Basically, he and another guy, one roller, that's it. Nothing big, nothing fancy, and then they kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And I think that's a tribute to him. It's a tribute to the great cigars that he makes. And now they've got uh, tobacco fields that are growing tobaccos, harvesting tobaccos. I saw some pictures of their new factory. I can't wait to visit it. It is exquisite. Just absolutely incredible. I will toast the foot of this San Lotano, the bull. Let me say it better. 
The Bull. In fact, I could see a little bullfighting music in the background right now. Not that this cigar is going to fight me on the way down because it's got nice strength. It's definitely on the medium to full bodied side. A lot of flavor intensity, but it is not going to knock you down like a bull in the ring. All right, I'll gently puff and rotate. And I love the square press. I really do. Great draw. Great taste. Mm. Great cigar. Mm-mm-mm. And you know what? It's appropriate I smoked this bull the day after D-Day. Because I'll tell you, all those Allied troops, our Allied forces, our American men that stormed Omaha and Utah beaches, they were bulls. They were bulls. Because in the face of adversity, they kept going. They moved forward. They kept charging. So I dedicate this San Latano bull to all of our great Americans that served in Normandy in World War II, as well as the Allied Expeditionary Forces. All right, my cigar is now lit. I need to accompany it with something that will wash it down ever so nicely. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I'm going to pull out a bottle of Silver Oak 2008 from Napa Valley. This is a beautiful bottle of wine. Now, last week, on the Friday night before our D-Day 70th anniversary tribute show, I can tell you that while I was preparing, I was, of course, smoking a cigar, and I had to have a libation. And I had a couple of nice glasses of this Silver Oak. I used my Coravan system so that I didn't have to open up the cork. I could just insert the Coravan system, a little Aragon gas is injected to maintain the freshness, pours out nicely, never had to open it. Well, I'm down to about my last, I would say, glass here in this Silver Oak. So I'm going to take the cork right out here. Here it comes. Boom, got the cork. And I'm going to pour some of this Silver Oak into this glass. There's not much left here. Boy, I'll tell you, I think I just polished it off. Just enough for a glass. That's all I need. Let me tell you a little bit about Silver Oak. Definitely one of the nicer premium wines. Wouldn't call it super premium. It's not in the couple hundred dollar area, but you're going to talk about in the 60, 70, 80, 90 dollar area for a bottle. It's one of those wines that I'll have every so often. It's not an everyday kind of wine. But their wines are absolutely magnificent. They have two areas in which they grow, the Alexander Valley region of California and the Napa Valley. I prefer the Silver Oak Napa. It is a ripe, rich, very elegant wine, dark ruby color, nice complex notes. With a cab, you're going to get some robust flavors on the palate. It's going to coat the mouth. It's going to give you some slight tannins, but not overly powerful tannins. It's got a very nice finish. It's very, very exceptional. About 14% alcohol by volume. They use 84% Cabernet Sauvignon, 8% Merlot, 4% Cab, correction, 4% Cabernet Franc, and 4% Petit Verdot. So it's as long as it's got the majority of Cabernet Sauvignon, they can call it a Cabernet. And this is from the 2000. Nine Harvest, they released just, uh, oh, actually a couple of months ago. Very pleasant. I also have a, actually, correction. I've got the 2008. The 2009 was just released. So I I got this last year when I was in Napa. They're already to their next vintage. But these wines are ready to drink. 
from Silver Oak. They're very, very nice. They're properly blended. They're properly aged. Very, very pleasant wine that will go beautifully with my San Latano Bull. Because the San Latano Bull has a lot of flavor. So I need a wine that can keep up with it. I can't have a Chardonnay. That is not going to work. I need a wine that is full enough, but it's not going to overpower the cigar, and the cigar is not going to overpower the wine. Perfect match. The 2008 Silver Oak Napa Valley Cab and the San Latano Bull. I will grab my wine here, and I will say cheers. Hmm. Oh, this is pleasant. This is ever so nice. Mm. Take another sip. Mm. Take another puff. Lieutenants, I am in heaven. Life is good. When we come back, I have a very big announcement. Big announcement. Let me remind you, those of you that are in the Piedmont Theater of Operations, the Carolinas, anywhere in the South, anywhere in the country for that matter, T-minus seven days away and counting until our 2014 Charlotte Live broadcast Pleasure Invasion. 16th year in a row. We come to you front and center from Charlotte. We'll be launching the new Banker by H. Shupman. Doors open 11. Broadcast begins at noon. We come to you once again for, I think, the sixth or seventh, I think it's the seventh year in a row, from the magnificent five-star Ballantine Hotel overlooking the golf course under the big tent. Expect a great crowd. Get there early. We will be uh, giving a complimentary Banker by H. Upman to every attendee of legal age. You will enjoy that cigar. You will enjoy the afternoon. You will enjoy the show. What's not to like? Alpha male pleasure maneuvers, libations, delicacies, probably going to be some dames, and great cigars. Be there next Saturday, front and center, Saturday, June 14th at the Ballantine Hotel for our 2014 Charlotte Live Broadcast Pleasure Invasion. A big announcement coming right around the corner. You can now listen to the show 24-7, both online and through the General's new mobile app. Go to CigarDave.com for details. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time... Choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Front and center, lieutenants, it is the general. I am here to tell you that we are now T-minus seven days away and counting from the 2014 Charlotte Live Pleasure Broadcast Invasion. Hard to believe that this is the 16th consecutive year that we are coming to you live from Charlotte. We always have a magnificent time. The event gets bigger and better every year. This year, we'll be launching the brand new Banker by H. Upman, and of course, every 
adult of legal age, shall receive a complimentary banker by H. Upman. We'll be coming to you front and center from the five-star Ballantine Hotel in Charlotte, overlooking the golf course. The doors open at 11 a.m. The broadcast begins at noon. We'll have cool libations, delicious delicacies, great camaraderie, alpha male pleasure maneuvers extraordinaire. The 2014 Cigar Dave Charlotte Live Pleasure Invasion next Saturday, June 14th, Ballantine Hotel in Charlotte. Go to CigarDave.com for all the details. run on tofu alpha males run on meat steak cigars and cigar dave a trifecta of pleasure all right i'm gonna make that big announcement top of next hour gonna hold that very big announcement it has to do with the next stop on our bold alpha 2014 pleasure tour all i'll say is those of you in the western new york theater of operations should make sure you are tuned and do not leave at the top of the next hour. Got a story here that is, uh, to me, borders on absolute outrageous lunacy. The several students in the graduating class, the 2014 graduating class of Beverly High School in Beverly, Massachusetts, After graduation, a ritual that many students have partaken in at Beverly High School over the years, there was about four or five students that lit a celebratory cigar. They're all in their cap and gown. They're all smiling. They've got the cigar lits. They're all pointing number one. They're all happy. And let's face it, a graduation ceremony is happy. It is a big achievement. It's a celebratory occasion. And what do we do on celebratory occasions, whether it's having a baby, getting a promotion, graduating, winning a game? What did Red Auerbach do when, when, when he used to win a game? Light a victory cigar. So these four or five students, two of which were players or are players on the Beverly High School lacrosse team, they lit, fired up a cigar and their hometown newspaper, the Beverly Citizen, took a picture and put it on the front page. An anonymous caller who saw the picture called the principal of Beverly High School and the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association stepped in and absolutely, in my estimation, took something that was so benign and turned it into a major ridiculous event. Two of these students who lit a cigar were scheduled to play today in a championship lacrosse game for the Division II North Championship. They were scheduled to play in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Now, the graduation occurred on Thursday, June 5th, this past Thursday. The Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association came in and said that There is strict no-tolerance policy for drugs, alcohol, and tobacco. Well, I'm sorry. These clipboard-holding absolute enemies of pleasure 
and enemies of happiness come down and suspend these players for the rest of the season, meaning they can't partake all season they've played these games to get to the championship game, and now some piece of garbage bureaucrat at the Massachusetts Interscholastic Ass Athletic Association, because they are a bunch of horses' asses, comes in and says they're suspended. The father of these gentlemen, John Donovan, said that his son Nick Donovan and a friend Dylan Jutris were suspended for violating the organization's policies. He said his son is devastated and in disbelief over the suspension, which is for the remainder of the season. Mr. Donovan described the cigar smoking as a celebratory thing that transcends generations and cultures. He's right. Students at this school have done it before. Now, I remind you, they are of legal age. All of these students were 18 or are at least 18 years of age. They are not breaking the law. They have the absolute legal right to do so. They've graduated. So what happens? They now get suspended. This to me is our, we're going to tweet a picture of them smoking these cigars. And I would love to get these guys on. I'm going to try to get these guys on next week. And you know what? We're going to give them each a bottle of cigars they never in a million years, being high school students, or now going to college would be able to afford. We're going to get them each a box of super premium, fantastic cigars. Because this to me is another example of this BS zero tolerance policy. We need common sense. We need people in positions of power, be it in the academic institutions or in any position of power, to say, you know, let's hold off a second here. What are the circumstances? Were they smoking it in the hallways? Were they passing out cigars to everyone? They smoked a cigar for graduation. And the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association, whoever the head is, should have enough of a brain to say, common sense will prevail They did it at graduation. They are technically graduated, so therefore, they're not in school, and we're not going to let them stop it. They didn't commit a crime. They didn't break the law. They did nothing in any way, shape, or form that could be construed as doing something so egregious to be suspended. It is absolutely outrageous to me. It makes no sense. And this, because some loser who has no life, anonymously anonymously calls the principal. Get a life. What is this, a case of uh, this person being offended because they're smoking cigars? It is absolutely ridiculous. It makes zero sense. All I can tell you is when someone's 18 and they graduate and they're celebrating four years of hard work, they damn well deserve the right to smoke a cigar that they are legally entitled to enjoy and to consume and to purchase. I am, for one, fed up. I am fed up with these stupid, lack-of-common-sense school commissioners and educators and principals who live in Loserville because they can't use common sense. We have a student we have to suspend because... He took an aspirin because he had a headache. That is a drug. Zero tolerance. You are suspended. So we suspend these students for the most minuscule and ridiculous of items. To all these educators and administrators, you are pains in the royal ass. You are dumbass schmucks. You make yourself look like effing idiots. 
Shame on the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association for stripping these men's rights to play in a game for doing what? Smoking a celebratory cigar. To this association, I say go screw yourselves and screw yourselves royally because you deserve not to inhabit the planet we live on. That's how pissed I am about this nonsense. Hour two is next. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I'm enjoying my San Lotano the Bull. I'm enjoying my Silver Oak 2008 Cabernet Sauvignon. I am fully relaxed. Of course, my blood pressure did go up talking about the ludicrousy of the Massachusetts Interclastic Athletic Association suspending two players. Because they had the unmitigated gall to fire up and enjoy and partake in a graduation victory cigar two days ago. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. To quote the greatest general of them all, General George S. Patton, by God, I really pity those bastards. I do. I pity those bastards that don't know how to enjoy themselves. That don't understand the enjoyment of the alpha male good life that don't understand the pleasure of cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, and dames. We enjoy those things. We are happy people. And the only logical conclusion I must come up with is that the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of enjoyment, the enemies of common sense, and the school administrator clipboard-toting putzes just simply lead miserable, horrible, unfulfilling lives. That is all I can surmise. Welcome back, hour number two, eight seven seven. Dave 877 877 Follow me at Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Big announcement coming up in just a couple of minutes. But I've been a uh, couple items I do want to get to. I've been being bombarded with some uh, great emails and tweets that I will uh, share with you, specifically talking about D-Day. But there is one story that I want to lead this hour off with, which is a positive story. Last summer, I received a call from Lieutenant Jeff. And at the time, or correction, he texted me or or sent me uh, an email via the mobile app. He sent me an email last August, stating that he was starting the fight of his life. He's a veteran starting the fight of his life against cancer, that um, he was going to have surgery, radiation, and that uh, he was in for a long struggle. Well, I am pleased to report that I received an email from him yesterday saying, on D-Day, saying that after 11 months 
I kicked cancer's ass, and I got the news today on D-Day. How appropriate. And I, of course, emailed him back uh, my best wishes and congratulations. And he said, it would be an honor if you could share my story on your show Saturday for all the other thousands of combat vets like myself dealing with health issues. To not give up, never give up hope. That was my case with this and on the battlefield in Iraq. He says, I have a Padron 1964 that has been in my humidor for 11 months. Waiting for this day, I will be enjoying it when he gets back home to Gainesville, Florida, Sunday morning, extending me my, uh, his long ashes. That is Lieutenant Jeff. Lieutenant Jeff, I am, I'm sure I speak on behalf of all of our alpha male lieutenants and all of our listeners that we congratulate you. And how appropriate you as a vet serving in Iraq received that great news yesterday on D-Day of all days. So congratulations to you, and I wanted to start this hour off on a positive note, especially since last hour we had to start off on such a, on a mis- or end the hour on such a, a miserable note. A uh, couple of items I want to tell you about cigar-wise. We are now getting into what I call cigar release and announcement season because we are now just about, six, I think, five or six weeks away from the Cigar Retailers Convention. I cannot believe it has been one year since the Cigar retail or 11 months. We're, we're, we're closing in again. The time is uh, rapidly flying by. But I'm pleased to tell you that there's some great new cigars that I have much information on. Some I'm sworn by confidentiality. There's two announcements I'm going to make in the next couple of weeks about some new cigars that you will be the first to know about. I have some other information now that I will tell you about First of all, the from Altadas USA, who will be launching the Banker by H. Chupman next Saturday at our live broadcast invasion in Charlotte, they announced yesterday that they are coming out with a new Casa de Monte Cristo Exclusivo cigar that will be available exclusively at Monte Cristo lounges beginning this month. It features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and some rare Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. It is a complex, rich, rich, and very smooth cigar. Little, uh, some notes of spice. Initially introduced in one size, the 6x60 Magnum, big cigar. Beautiful box, packed in a nice modern black and silver box in 10 counts. Priced at $11.50 per cigar. And I'm looking at this cigar. It features the regular Monte Cristo band. But there is a vertical band, very similar to the band that's on the Camacho, where it says Casa de Monte Cristo in silver over a black background, and it is done vertically. So the text reads vertically. It is a long band. It looks like it's about a three-inch long band. And uh, I am going to be sampling one next Saturday, and I cannot wait. From Alec Bradley Cigars, who, by the way, will be featured in our July Officers Club selection which will be an Alec Bradley family blend lineage, the brand new lineage, a racist Cubanas and a Tempest Maduro. So we've got a nice Alec Bradley, world of Alec Bradley uh, tasting for July. They just announced a colossal, huge, seven inch by 70 ring gauge size cigar that they are calling the Texas Lancero. Now you say, wait a minute, a Lancero is a long, thin cigar. About a seven and a half inches long cigar, small ring gauge, maybe about a 38 to 42 ring or 40 ring gauge. Well, that is true. What think about Texas? Everything in Texas is big. Don't mess with Texas. They like their brisket big. They like their women's hair big. They like their women's boobs big. They like everything big in Texas. They like their cattle big. Their steaks big. They like their cigars big. 
So a 7 by 70 they're calling it the Alec Bradley Texas Lancero because everything's bigger in Texas. It has a pigtail cap like a traditional Lancero. It is made down in Honduras, and it is uh, just loaded with Costa Rican, Honduran, and Nicaraguan tobaccos. It will be packed in large boxes of 50, because in Texas, they like everything bigger. Suggested retail for the Alec Bradley Texas Lancero is $8. It will be available next week. Starting next week, they will ship. And as uh, soon as I have one in my hands, I will smoke it and give you a taste review and taste test. 7 by 70 When the 6x60 Magnums came out, we thought that was huge. Now we're looking at 70. It's just too big for me. Too big of a ring gauge. I'm gravitating towards, I love the Toro and I love Coronas. But the number one selling probably size, I would say, you're looking at Toro, followed by um, Robusto, and then certainly these new 6x60 Magnums are very large as well. There's no question about it. So some new cigar info. There's much more in terms of cigars. Let me tell you about the June Officers Club selection. Very excited. The Perdomo Reserve Champagne Series Vertical Tasting. You, If you're a member, and you will be getting these shipped to you next week, you will enjoy a Perdomo Reserve, a t- Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Champagne, a Champagne uh, a Noir. Actually, you're going to have a Champagne, a Champagne Noir Maduro, and a Champagne Sun Grown. So you have the original Champagne, which uses an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. The Maduro uses a very nice Nicaraguan Maduro. And the sun-grown also uses a beautiful Nicaraguan sun-grown. So from mild to full, the champagne is on the mild side, the Maduro's on the medium side, and the sun-grown is on the fuller side. You will be enjoying those beautiful cigars. I saw Nick Perdomo earlier this week, and he said, General, I got a couple of cigars. I don't want you to say just yet, but you will have... You will be first to tell the entire country about these new cigars that he's working on. And I can tell you, gave me a sample of one of them, Superb. Got to be absolutely delicious. All right, lieutenants, without any further delay, I said I had a big announcement. I am pleased to report to you that the next stop, on the Cigar Dave 2014 Bold Alpha Tour, Pleasure Tour, will be the Western New York Theater of Operations as we conduct Smoke on the Water 3 once again from the Buffalo Launch Club on Grand Island, New York, overlooking the Niagara River as we will be launching the brand new New World by A.J. Fernandez Cigars. We're very excited about having... Uh, AJ Fernandez, jo- uh, AJ Fernandez, as our uh, presenting sponsor, launching the New World. And those of you that attend in the Western New York Theater of Operations, you will be the first in the country to be enjoying the New World by AJ Fernandez. We are extremely excited about that. We expect another sellout crowd. We were sold out last year. We increased the size of the tent. We are limited to 425 people. That is it. We looked at increasing the size of the tent. We don't want to have a tent that uh, basically is so far away that you need giant screens to be able to see us on the stage. We want to keep it a nice, close, somewhat intimate event. So we will once again do our VIP breakfast, 
Our VIP breakfast will begin, I think last year we started it at 9 a.m. or 9.30. We'll have all the details on that. And everybody that attends the VIP breakfast will have a full scrumptious breakfast buffet, an alpha male breakfast. That includes ample amounts of meat. We did the steamship carved round of beef last year, and people said, who's going to want that at 9 a.m.? Alpha males want their meat at 9 a.m. So we will have that. And everybody that attends the VIP breakfast, I have been working on a very special blend, a San Latano blend with uh, A.J. Fernandez that we will exclusively provide to our attendees at the VIP breakfast. Everybody will receive five of those. The breakfast uh, tickets will we're, we're going to offer our VIP breakfast attendees last year as well as our VIP ticket holders last year first right to purchase tickets this year because we are loyal here at the Cigar Dave Show. They have att- Many of them have attended since year one, so two years they've been attending. So we will offer it to them with a secret link this week. On Monday, those of you that attended the last two years, either the VIP breakfast or the VIP show, you will get a private link that you cannot share with anyone else. And you will be the first, you'll have first dibs on purchasing the tickets. Breakfast tickets will be $100. The VIP admission tickets for the main show will be $30. And you will receive, at the VIP show uh, ticket, you will receive a A.J. Fernandez Cigar Dave Smoke on the Water Assault Pack featuring five cigars. I think we're putting in, if I'm not mistaken, we're putting in two new worlds. We're going to put in a San Latano Bull that I'm smoking now, and I believe a San Latano Connecticut and a San Latano, I want to say, Habano or Maduro. You will receive that. So 30 bucks, you're going to receive a cigar pack worth way in excess of that, and that guarantees you seating. This year, we're not going to be doing any uh, standing room only seating, only seats under the tent. We will open ticket sales to everyone beginning next Saturday, June 14th, right after the live Charlotte broadcast invasion, our show from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern time in Charlotte, the Valentine next week. So mark your calendars down. Those of you in the Western New York Theater of Operations, we had people come in from Alaska, from Oregon, from Florida, from Pennsylvania, from Kentucky last year. Saturday, August 16th, Buffalo Launch Club, Grand Island, New York, overlooking the Niagara River. The breakfast will start at uh, 9 or 9.30. We'll finalize that next week. The uh, VIP admission opens at 11 a.m. under the tent. The broadcast begins at noon, an afternoon of great cigars, great camaraderie, delicacies, and expect another sellout crowd. Great to be returning back to my hometown once again for Smoke on the Water 3. All the details at CigarDave.com. Listen to Cigar Dave anytime and anywhere with podcasts of the show. Download them through iTunes or visit CigarDave.com. Listen up, all you cigar lieutenants. We've got your next set of marching orders. While it seems like everyone is busy trying to wussify America, there are still some who value the premium cigar good life. Head over to CigarMaestro.com, where you can learn directly from some of the most knowledgeable cigar experts in the world. The Grupo de los Maestros, the makers of great brands including Monte Cristo, Romeo e Giulietta, H. Upman, and many others. When you understand the hard work and skill that goes into crafting every hand-rolled cigar, you'll appreciate every new smoke even more. Finish the training and then pass the test to earn a true symbol of alpha male cigar knowledge, the Certificado de los Maestros. You already love 
love premium cigars. But now you can take that appreciation to the next level. Visit CigarMaestro.com today. CigarMaestro.com is an exclusive premium cigar educational website for adults age 21 and up. Surgeon General Warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America's Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar Dave. I'm going to take a few puffs of my San Latano the Bull and enjoy the Gypsy Kings. Well, my San Latano Bull, my Silver Oak 2008 Cab, and the Gypsy Kings. Not a bad combination. Quite the pleasurable combination, I must add. Let's say hello to Charlie. Listening right here in the Cigar City, well, in the general area of the Cigar City of Tampa, you are front and center. Long ashes and a long snappy salute, sir. Back at you. 
Uh, a couple of things, if you have the time. Yes, sir. Uh, one is, like yesterday, you mentioned about being in a mall. Yep. With uh, quite a few younger people. That probably most, most of them more than likely didn't know anything about yesterday, the importance of or anything. Uh, I was wondering what you think the uh, people of France, what are the what's the population of France that would be appreciative of what was done yesterday? Oh, I'd say the I'd say almost everyone. In fact, in the Normandy area, oh, uh, Normandy I, I, in area, fact, but... well, Normandy and in the rest of France as well. Most people in the rest of France, you know, the French, they're let's face it, they're not the brightest in the world. But the the, the people of Normandy, they get it. They are very appreciative. In fact, there were some stories yesterday. Uh, again, MSNBC, I thought, and NBC, I, I have to give them credit because they really did the 70th anniversary of D-Day justice. CBS was flat. ABC, I was very disappointed in Fox News. CNN, they don't even do news anymore. But Fox, it was extremely disappointing. But uh, they, they had some reports about how that people still come out uh, and welcome the visitors along the route going to Normandy, and that they are very appreciative. And, uh, you know, that's hallowed ground. And, and I think the overwhelming majority of people certainly understand that. Uh, you know, I, I didn't get a chance really last week to talk about uh, uh, de Gaulle and uh, the French Vichy government at the time, who was very complicit in also building that Atlantic fortified wall. And I, I may do that uh, uh, in an upcoming uh, show or maybe in a special podcast but uh, overall, I would say most of the people of France understand. And I thought uh, that uh, French President Hollande did a very, uh, his speech was very good. The only thing I didn't care for was his BS line about, you know, fighting climate change. And, uh, you know, uh, he also mentioned we have to fight poverty. I didn't think that was the appropriate place to put that. It just was not right. And I'm going to get, uh, bottom of the hour, I'm going to uh, play some excerpts of President Reagan's speech from the 40th anniversary and President Obama's speech from yesterday. And I think you'll find a very uh, stark comparison. I, I do want to bring one thing up, uh, Charlie, and if you, if you have anything else, I will, I will take it. But I did receive an email, a D-Day story. This is from Lieutenant John. He said, uh, General, I was putting the flag up yesterday, D-Day, in the morning. The UPS truck pulled up. The guy said, oh, putting your flag up. I said, yes, it's D-Day's, the D- 70th anniversary of D-Day. He looked at me blankly. For a second, so I repeated what I said. Then he said, oh, yeah, I heard something about that and drove off. That's from Lieutenant John. He heard something about it? How embarrassing that some every American in this country doesn't know everything about it. We are failing the students in this country by not teaching history because most educators in this country are giant pussies. And the reason is they don't want to talk about war. They don't want to talk about World War II. Oh, we shouldn't talk about the Japanese and Germans as our enemy. Well, the hell, they were our enemy and we should talk about it. John or Charlie, here's what I want to do. I'm going to send you out some Diamond Crown cigars for you to enjoy. The June selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a vertical tasting of the Perdomo Reserve Champagne Series, including the 10th anniversary Champagne Noir Maduro and Champagne Sun Grown. It's easy to join. Go to CigarDave.com for details. If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best-known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now, you're ready for something new and avant-garde. 
something bolder with more panache. Now, there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. Welcome to The Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. On a sheep's carcass, the general viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory. Yesterday, marking the 70th anniversary of D-Day, big uh, ceremony at the Normandy American Cemetery in Normandy, France. President Obama spoke. 30 years prior, President Ronald Reagan spoke to commemorate the 40th anniversary both uh, at the Normandy American Cemetery as well as Pointe du Hoc, talking about the Army Rangers. Let me give you just a sample of President Reagan's speech. And by the way, we will put links to both of his speeches at the Normandy American Cemetery as well as Pointe du Hoc because you need to watch them in its entirety, and you'll realize what a great president uh, that he was and just the presence and the gravitas that he had. But just take a listen to this short 21-second excerpt from President Reagan back June 6, 1984. These are the boys of Puente Hope. These are the men who took the cliffs. These are the champions who helped free a continent. And these are the heroes who helped end a war. 20 seconds. These are the boys of Puente du Hoc. These are the men who end a war. Very powerful. He wrote that with Peggy Noonan. Words that 30 years later still resonate. Yesterday, and by the way, President Reagan and both of his speeches did not use a teleprompter. He had his speech on notes, on cards, did not use any electronic device. Yesterday, the Normandy American Cemetery, 
President Obama spoke. Here is an excerpt. What I felt was one of the, it was a long speech. I thought it was a relatively flat speech, but here's an excerpt that we pulled. Whenever the world makes you cynical, stop and think of these men. Whenever you lose hope, stop and think of these men. Think of Wilson Caldwell, who was told he couldn't pilot a plane without a high school degree, so he decided to jump out of a plane instead. And he did here on D-Day with the 101st Airborne when he was just 16 years old. Think of Harry Kolkowitz, the Jewish son of Russian immigrants, who fudged his age at enlistment so he could join his friends in the fight. And don't worry, Harry, the statute of limitations has expired. Harry came ashore at Utah Beach on D-Day. And now that he's come back, we said he could have anything he wants for lunch today. He helped liberate this coast after all, but he said a hamburger would do fine. What's more American than that? Now, I don't have to say a word about that excerpt, and I think you can form your own judgment on what the entire, how the entire speech went. And I'm not being political. I'm simply stating my feelings on his speech in this one particular moment in time to commemorate one specific, important, historical moment in time. Leave the jokes, Mr. President, at a solemn occasion like this, out. Leave the jokes to professionals like Don Rickles. You're not a comedian. And comedy should not have been interjected during that speech in any way, shape, or form. And the dumbest thing I've ever heard, he wanted a hamburger. What's more American than that? You're talking about hamburgers on D-Day? Please. The speech was flat. It did not in any way, shape, or form capture the spirit and essence of the day. It was monotone. He relies on that teleprompter over and over. The guy does not speak from the heart because the guy does have not have a heart. He's a monotone, just everything he says now, every word he, st- he, he speaks, no one hears. No one listens because it's the same thing over and over. Read from the teleprompter. Teleprompter, teleprompter, teleprompter. Let me compare that and contrast that one more time with President Ronald Reagan, June 6, 1984, 40th anniversary of D-Day. These are the boys of Puente Hope. These are the men who took the cliffs. These are the champions who helped free a continent These are the heroes who helped end a war. 21 seconds, but powerful. His entire speech, when you watch the entire speech, both that speech at Puente Hoc, as well as at the Normandy American Cemetery, were powerful. There was no jokes. They were talking about hamburgers. He conveyed the 
intensity, the importance, the vital mission that took place that day. We have the the speech that I saw yesterday. I almost cringed the entire time watching it. It was like this monotonous drone going on and on. I didn't sense any American spirit, the essence of what took place. And I talked to you about one of the veterans, D-Day vets, who said he would not, while invited to attend a lunch, was not interested in attending because he just didn't have the respect for the president. And I just received uh, an email from one of our lieutenants, I think we'll call him Lieutenant Chris, and he says, those 70, those who 70 years ago participated in Operation Overlord were all major league alpha males. Why would they want to spend time with a beta male president? And I think that sums it up. I urge you, and we will post this, we'll put it on Twitter, on our website, at Facebook. We already have last week. We'll do it again. I urge you, watch the speech yesterday, and then go ahead and watch President Reagan's two speeches from the 40th anniversary in D-Day at Puente Hoke, as well as the Normandy American Cemetery. And you make your own determination as to who you think captured the essence and spirit of the day better. I, I remarked last week, and I talked when I was putting the show together last week for our D-Day 70th anniversary, and I spoke to many people during the week, and I told them about the preparation that went into it, and they asked me what I was going to do for the show and how I was going to lay it out. And I remarked to them that what got me over and over, and I watched President Reagan's speeches multiple times. I was captivated. I was captured. And at the time... I was 20 years old in 1984. 20 years old. I was uh, at the time finishing up my sophomore year at Syracuse University. I was already home for the summer, but I remember watching that speech. But when you're 20 years old, it doesn't stay ingrained in you as when you watch it when you are more mature. So last week I watched it and watched it. And watched each one over and over again. And I just kept saying to myself, what we are missing is a leader. And I'm not just talking about Obama. I'm talking about other leaders, and whether it's a governor, whether it is a president, whether it is a senator. We are missing men of gravitas. Men who stood tall. Men who were rocks of strength. And wisdom. Men who you knew you could turn to and say, in times of crisis, they have everything under control. Fear not. We don't have that today. And I'm not just confining this to the president. We don't have these people in the House and Senate. They don't exist. And one of the reasons they don't exist is because we are not producing alpha males any further. We're producing Listen to Harry Reid talk. Just listen to him speak. I'm Harry Reid, Mr. President. We have a thing here, and I am very disturbed. He sounds like a damn wussy. President Reagan stood tall. President Reagan 
was a leader who had a clear vision on why he was proud to be American. He believed in the American spirit. He was proud of the American spirit. He didn't say, we, people in positions of power and government, we're the ones that have to show you the way. We're the ones that have to tell you what to do. No, he believed you didn't have to tell Americans what to do. The American spirit is such that Americans will find a way. They will find the know-how. And an interesting story that I would like to relate to you. President Eisenhower, after the D-Day invasion in an interview, stated that he planned the invasion. He planned how the ships would get there, where the planes would launch the offensive, the bombs, the sorties, where the boats would land. But he said, I didn't plan on how our American boys would scale the cliffs. I didn't plan on how they would capture Puente Hoke. I didn't plan on how they would, once they got there, what they would do. He said, but I trusted that, that they, their American ingenuity, would do it. And faced with enemy fire, in facing death right in the face, they came up with a way. Because the beaches were difficult to get up, the cliffs were difficult, but yet what happened? Good old-fashioned American ingenuity and American can-do spirit. Didn't need to be told what to do. Get us there. We'll get. We'll take it from there. And President Eisenhower was very honest about it. He said, we planned it, but our boys are the ones that did it. So true. So I wanted to share that with you because, again, I thought the speech yesterday was just just marginal at best and just was flat, monotonous, monotone, and I wanted to share that with you. Lieutenants, when we come back, a special tribute to one of the greats. Talk about an alpha male, the great Dean Martin. Yesterday would have been a big birthday for Dean Martin. When men were men, alphas were alphas, and the enemies of pleasure and political correctness was non-existent. Want to know what's on the general's mind during the week? Interact with him anytime on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Hard to believe we are just seven days away from the 2014 Charlotte Live broadcast Pleasure Invasion in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. We will be front and center from the five-star Ballantine Hotel on Saturday, June 14th, as we launch the brand new Banker by H. 
Upman. It will be an afternoon of alpha male conversational camaraderie with great cigars, cool libations, delicious delicacies. The doors open at 11 a.m. The broadcast begins at 12. We will be overlooking the golf course right at the Ballantine. We welcome you to join us. There are special rates available. All the details are at CigarDave.com. Hard to believe, lieutenants. The 16th consecutive year will be coming to you live from Charlotte, North Carolina. It is next Saturday, June 14th, Ballantine Hotel. Doors open 11. Broadcast begins at noon. All the details at CigarDave.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Dean Martin, and the reason we are playing that is that Dean Martin today would have been 97 years of age. He was born June 7th, 1917 in Steubenville, Ohio. What happened to Dean? Oh, there's Dean. Okay. I want to make sure we still have Dean playing. A little bit more. I got to need a little more Dean in the background here. There we go. Much better. The great Dean Martin. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. Political correctness did not exist in their lexicon. They were alphas. They were politically incorrect. They chased dames. They liked their booze. They liked the dice. That is exactly what we as alpha males today emulate. That is exactly as alpha males today how we want to live our lives with a spirit of fun and enjoyment. Not political correctness. The great Dean Martin, Bill, Palm Springs, California. Actually, Dean used to hang out there on a regular basis. How appropriate we go to you right now. Bill, you're front and center with the general. 
first of all, long ashes and job well done, General. And I used to, I'm a musician here in this area, and I played many parties with Dean Martin there. He was a great guy. Really? You got to tell us about that. Oh, yeah, many times. You know, and he's just always a cool guy. You know, a lot of times at the Palm Springs Racket Club we'd play, and, and he'd be in there and just always really nice, you know. Uh, just, a, just a cool guy. But uh, the, the thing that I was really just going to talk to you about is uh, when you're talking about the kids not knowing history, I was listening to a program the other day, and had a veteran from Iwo Jima, and he was looking at his grandson's text, textbook, and, there, and it was implying that we started the war with Japan. And listen, if you can believe this, nothing was said about Pearl Harbor. Nothing. What? That is outrageous. That it, 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 it really blows my mind. I don't know what the text where it was. I don't remember, but I heard that, and I've got, I, uh, I couldn't hardly believe it. You know, I said uh, I got to call the general and tell him. This. Well, that that is absolutely shocking to me, but I'm not surprised because we have a we're in an era where today's educators, administrators, they want to sanitize yeah. history. They want to revise history. They want to clean they, they because we we can't be discriminatory against the Japanese or against right. the Germans. Well, we're talking about a specific era. J- Japan and Germany are our allies now, but right. in 1941 and 1944 and 1945, they were not. They were our enemies. They attacked us. It was very simple. I, if I'm not mistaken, Bill, and correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't American. Uh, fighter planes that came in and bombed all of our fleet, our naval fleet in Pearl Harbor, was it? You're definitely not wrong, General. Yeah, it, it was not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was not Americans that went into France and into uh, uh, Czechoslovakia and into the Netherlands and uh, and bombed London. It wasn't American planes that did that and American forces. That's right. That was the Germans. So it, it really amazes me. And I'll give you an example here, Bill, since you brought this up very quickly. There is a, 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 a uh, museum, in a Winston Churchill Museum in London. And when they opened this museum, they had a very big picture blown up as you walk in, giant, overlooking the doors, almost like on a, on a movie marquee, of Winston Churchill with the V for victory sign. Well, if you look at the original picture, Winston Churchill had a cigar in his mouth while he was captured in that photo making the V sign after the war. However, it was photoshopped out in a spirit of political correctness. And we don't want to encourage tobacco. To me, and I made the statement, this is about four years ago, five years ago, that is revisionist history. You are toying and playing with history, and that is unacceptable on any level. And, and this is unfortunately what we're seeing. And I can tell you, I mean, I've had discussions at the, the school that I, high school I went to in, in Buffalo, New York. Uh, I asked the uh, head of school directly. I said, I want to see your curriculum. Show me what you teach in history. And I've never gotten that yet. I've asked them for it. And, and, and uh, you know, Chris, if you're listening to this show, by God, get it to me. I want to see it. Because if you, are not, if you are not teaching World War II history, and teaching about Pearl Harbor and teaching about Normandy, then you are doing, you are failing your students. And right. and it's unacceptable to me. And I know they have a lot of foreign exchange students that are there at the school that I went to now. We don't want to offend them. Oh, we can't offend them. Baloney. 
I want to hear, I want to see American history presented correctly, not revisionist right. history, but actual history. So let, let's hope. But you bring up a good point, Bill. That is just outrageous to me. Yeah, it, it made me Unacceptable. Hey, Bill, we're going to get your number. I would like to do a longer a segment with you talking about uh, your experiences with Dean Martin. And I'm sure you saw Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, if we could get you on a future show. I'll, I'll be glad to call back. I, I'd love to listen to you. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold, hold on. I'm going to have Miss Kate get your info because we're going to send you out the May Officers Club, Club selection of Kismet Cigars. So, Bill, oh, stand you, by and we'll get your number. Miss Kate, please capture that. Lieutenants, don't forget, next Saturday we will be front and center Charlotte, North Carolina for the 2014 Cigar Dave Live Pleasure Invasion at the Ballantine Hotel as we launch the brand-new Banker by H. Chupman. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. T-minus seven days. I will once again make my triumphant entrance to the Queen City of Charlotte and spread the pleasure of alpha male joy to the Piedmont area. <laughs>